Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. And joining me today, I've got Ted Fells, the business strategist and all-around good guy. I've got Gary Johnson, the evil marketing genius. And we've got Britton Smith, the renaissance man, the man who refuses to be pigeonholed. And today I'm really excited about our guest. Her name is Tiffany Deans, and she is the founder of Harco Solutions. She is a certified HR professional. So please join me in welcoming Tiffany Deans to our show. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. We, we are definitely happy to have you here. I'm sure my co-hosts agree with... I, I'm so happy. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't sit still. I'm happy. <laughs> There's happy times on the 30-minute hour, <laughs> let me tell you. But I, I really want you to tell our listeners and share your story. I mean, I, I led off at the top with how you are now the founder of Harco Solutions, your own HR consulting company. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just share your journey? How did you get to this point? So three months ago, I was actually a government employee. And um, I worked in the government for about 10 years and, you know, did really well, moved up, worked in HR. And just one day, well, not one day, I'll I'll take that back. It's, it was a culmination. I'll say from the very beginning, I knew that I wasn't a good fit for the government, hmm. um, but it was something I said, "Hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna work my way and do what I need to do, hmm. and then eventually, I'll leave." And eventually, it finally happened um, when I realized like that was my that was my dream, and I knew I didn't want to. I wasn't supposed to stay in the government, and I just. And it sounds so simple, but I just I just quit one day. I um, I put in my notice, hmm. and I realized that my happiness and what I my purpose was more important, and I really wanted to be intentional about my time and about my life. Um, I had some life situations that kind of happened to me hmm. and kind of brought me back to that point. And brought me back to what I really wanted to do, which was to not work in the government mm. for the rest of my life. Um, I didn't, it never was a, a dream of mine to be a business owner. Because mm. um, I, I, I've seen the hard work that is involved and it's it's a grind. Mm. And it's it's not like a nine to five. So it's, it's a 24-7 grind. Um, but... I don't know, just a turn of events. And like I said, just things happening in my life, I realized that sh- that's the path I'm supposed to take. And so here I am. Hmm. So, so you so you, you shut down before the shutdown. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I left back in November and the shutdown happened in December. So, wow. yep. hmm. so uh, here was interesting. You were in a position that to the outward appearances, it would appear to have been a really good position, mm-hmm. right? You had status, you had a certain income level, you had a certain amount of prestige. Talk to us about what was it like? What, what type of feedback did you get when you were telling people that 
you're, you've decided to change? So I'll, I'll put this out there first. I didn't tell a lot of people. So people at my job knew. Hmm. So obviously, like once word got around, and I really didn't say anything. So, but word got around. And um, when they found out I was leaving, a lot of people were shocked. Hmm. And so I, I either got one or two things. It was good for you, Tiffany. That's great. You, <laughs> you're an inspiration. I wish I could do that. <clears throat> and then I got the, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I even got the, are you sure this is what you want to do? Hmm. Um, have you put thought into this? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got uh, an array of responses. Uh, and like I said, I didn't tell a lot of people outside like I didn't tell a lot of my friends or anything like that because I didn't want to be swayed in my decision Hmm. Um, and I know sometimes if we get you know feedback from our family or our friends you know I know they they do it out of love and out of concern Hmm. and right it seems absolutely mad for me to leave a good government job Mm -hmm. with great benefits and this and I have a family (laughs) and so it would it would be crazy to people so um Yes, yeah, so I just I, I did keep it um, keep it kind of close. Kept so. it kind of close. You, you said something interesting. You didn't tell everybody. I, right. One of my mentors has this quote that you shouldn't take constructive criticism from someone who hasn't constructed anything. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so I thought that. I like that. So what? How do you know who you can talk to about certain things? Do you have? For me, so right. I, I talk to people who I know are going to, who, who have the ability to give and who can have an unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, even people I know who love me, but who can see things from, you know, from all different sides and all different angles, you know, those are the people I try to talk to. Right. Um, and, and people who have a positive attitude. I mean, honestly, I don't go to negative people and talk to them or, you know, try to get insight because I already know what they're going to say. Right, right. So I, I don't right. even... I, I don't go down that path. Right. Now, I, I asked you that question because I think we have a lot of listeners that are in a similar situation to you. Mm-hmm. They're in a position that may appear to be attractive on the outside, but they've got this feeling yeah. on the inside. And they may be hearing different voices saying, oh, are you crazy? You got to hang on to that good job. Yeah. So what advice do you have for that person? Because there are a lot of people that they hate their job. It's that they're literally are not looking forward to going to work the next day. Yes. What advice, based off of your journey, would you have for that person? Yes, and being that person who did not like going to their job mm-hmm. and was upset every morning that I woke up, mm. I would say, and it sounds so cliche, but you have to follow your heart, mm. and you have to, you really have to listen and be in tune with yourself to know what is going to work for you. Yes, because what works for you may not work for someone else. So, right, I was able to leave my job, Mm. um, but somebody may not be able to right now, or Mm. they may have to do it in phases or, Mm -hmm. you know, me, I I just, yeah, I just kind of did it uh, cold turkey. I mean, it was, it was strategic, but um, yeah, I didn't do anything in stages or, or in phases because honestly it was like a three year, for me it was already like a three year, um, phase type of thing and I knew three years ago I should have left and I mm. didn't so mm. um, but you have to you just have to do what's best for you like honestly and you as crazy as it may be or if it doesn't make any sense but you know it, like in your heart that's what you're supposed to do you have to do it because I mean for me I want to be able to sleep at night mm. 
and I want to wake up happy. So I knew for me that was the key. Mm -hmm. And ever since I left, I don't wake up upset anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't wake up stressed or feeling just angst. I I wake up in peace, and it's a great feeling. That is that is a great feeling, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, who is your ideal customer? You, now you've transitioned to this new venture. Yes. Talk to us. Who is your target customer? For me, my target customers are the small business owners and uh, nonprofits. And I, for me, I, I want to be in a position where I'm able to really, really connect with my clients. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just feel like when you're on a smaller level, you can really just... Like you can you can see the person you can see them you can see their day to day, and I think it's a certain level of passion that um, small business owners and nonprofits have, mm. and I personally I feed off of that passion. So and I feel like my passion for HR and their passion for their business, I feel like that's just that's what I want to do, and I feel like I can really make an impact at that level. So. That's fantastic. Yeah. So are, are there any common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to human resources? Yes. Yes. Um, how many would you like? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying um, there's more than one? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, just a, a couple. Um, definitely when it comes to hiring, um, sometimes I know people, we get so busy and we just we just we just want to get a person we just want to get a person in that position we just got to get a position filled mm -hmm. and we don't take the time to really um check out a person check out their experience um and really make and not just checking them out but making sure they're a good culture fit yeah. because someone could look great on paper they can look great in their reference checks but if they don't mesh well with your culture then it's just it's, just, it's not going to be a good fit and a, and a lot of times people leave because of that so Hiring, another huge thing is um, performance appraisals. Hmm. Um, so whether you have something officially in place or not, I just think having these conversations with employees are important because <laughs> people need to know, number one, what they're doing. Like, why were they hired in the first place? And you have to be able to hold them to, you know, to a standard or you, you have to be able to hold them to something. So... And not just once a year, not just sitting around once a year, okay, let's have this conversation. It has to be constant. So yes. you have to have check-ins, you have yes. to, you really have to communicate with, with people, with your employees, with your staff, because it's just, that's the only way it's gonna work. And that's the only way that they can be productive and then that's how your business is gonna thrive. Um, and I would also probably just say um, proactive training. So I think a lot of times HR has been kind of known for um, we uh, put out the fires. Um, so if something happens, a crisis, like okay, let's call HR and let's 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 fix it. But HR now, um, and for quite some time, has moved into a position where we want to prevent the fires, hmm. not put them out. Right. So um, we're just trying to move into a more proactive stage because um, there, there's a lot of things that still go on every day. We hear about it in the news, we see it, hmm. and that could have been prevented had we had a conversation or had we had some some training um, already put in place, so. Yeah, it's interesting. I think most of the small business owners, people that start a business don't come equipped with that HR right. knowledge and background. And like, right. for example, Ted, you, you're a CEO, you've been doing it. Would you say that this is one of the big issues, the hiring and 
finding the right people and yeah de definitely uh finding the right people is a, is a, is a challenge right you're looking at the requirements and then if you add you know from a technical standpoint if you add security clearance mm. to that yeah. years of experience the more things that you add that needle gets i guess smaller and smaller in that haystack right mm -hmm. and so you know you get to a point that you know you got a client that's that's constantly clamoring on you on when you're going to get this position filled mm -hmm. you know sometimes they they make it sound like you can just create this person right, right. that, that kind of checks those boxes and so you get to a point where I think you're just so anxious to get that position filled that you're trying to get that person that's as close as possible because you know your contract is in, is in jeopardy if you don't get someone in there. And you may not get the, the, the best candidate. You might get the, the closest mm -hmm. you know, to, to the best candidate that you can, you can possibly get. So it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, I used to have this uh, official HR thing I did, Tiffany, when I, mm -hmm. when I started in business, I, I called it the mirror test, right? Okay. I, I would be desperate for a hire. I'd get out the mirror and if they could fog it, I'd hire them. <laughs> that, that was my test. But no. you're saying that that's probably not a good idea. No. No? no. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard of that. That's <laughs> but no, that's definitely not the best idea. No? Okay. And like I said, I know, right, because I know, like I said, we're anxious, but it just... I tell people all the time, like, if you take the time up front, uh -huh. then you're going to save yourself so much more time on the back end yes. and so much money on the back end yes. because, I mean, it costs money to hire someone. I mean, yes. it costs a lot of money because you got to bring someone in. You have to train them, yes. you know, and then, like, when they have all this knowledge and they know how things work and then, you know, if the person wasn't a good fit or something didn't check out and then they leave, I mean, yeah, you're... the the person is leaving, but also all the information that, you know, mm -hmm. that they had, the knowledge that they learned on the job, they're taking all that with them. And they're probably not going to, you know, leave something for the next person. They're probably just going to, you know, go ahead and go. So um, if you just take the time up front, then it just, it saves you so much more time and money. One, really one of the, is. one of the biggest issues we have in the technology sector is there's so many, there's, there's so much of a limitation in tech you know, technical uh, resources that are out there. And so those individuals know it, mm -hmm. right? And so it's so hard to find them. And then when you get them, they're constantly getting calls. Yes. Mm. And so, you know, as a small business owner, I mean, it's, you know, how do you, how do you combat that? I mean, you can try to make the right environment for them, but right. if someone else calls them and says, hey, you're a cybersecurity specialist or a cloud engineer, I'm gonna give you 10,000 more to come take this other position, kind of doing the same type of work. I mean, it's, it's really a challenge to be able to to keep the people. It, it is, but you know, what I have learned since making this jump from, um, you know, on my own, money isn't everything. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I honestly believe if you create the right environment, um, you know, in your organization, a lot of times that can that can keep people. Mm. That can keep people. I mean, environment is is everything. The mm. environment, the culture, and I think if you just and you know, and, and other companies, other organizations, they can't always compete with that because you may have something that they don't. Um, they can offer someone ten thousand dollars more, but um, you may have a, an organization where you give more time off, or mm. where people can 
maybe they don't have to dress up for work. They can come mm. and wear jeans every day. Like for some people like that, you know, it, it just depends. So I feel like what, all you can do is just play to your strengths and do the best that you can do as a business owner and making your your culture, you know, just making it comfortable for everyone. And I feel like the only way to kind of really know how to make it comfortable too is you have to talk to your employees, kind of see what, mm. you know, just like, like I said earlier, checking in with them. Sometimes things change with, their life outside of work and they may need some adjustments at work and there's some things that you can do you know to help accommodate them and they could stay i I feel like at the end of the day people just want they just want their their employers to just to empathize Mm. and even if you can't do everything and don't have the resources to make everything happen for everyone i feel like just trying or caring that goes a long way and I'll tell you, I think your services are needed more now in today's climate with everything being so competitive, like yeah. Ted was saying, than ever. Yeah. I, I wish I right. knew about you back when I was starting out. It would save me a lot of pain. And I know Britton wants to chime in here. We'll let him chime in. Well, no, it's, it's great um, that you mentioned the culture and the workplace. Um, but how, how important is it uh, proactively to uh, diversify your workplace, uh, looking for those candidates uh, that with that meet the skill set requirement, uh, but that also meet that diversity that will be required in you know 2019 and beyond. I mean, Britain, that's like that's everything, and that's a big thing in HR right now. Is you know we hear about diversity and inclusion all the time, and a lot of times you know I think we just we kind of throw it out just because it it sounds cool and it's like it's it's the hot you know term and the hot thing but um i mean you can turn on the news at any point of the day and we see so many things that are related to um diversity and not just not just racial it's it's age it's um it's your sex it's it's all different things and what i've realized in my working experience is that um the more diverse an organization is, I feel like that's better for the organization. You learn so much more. You're able to thrive so much more because you have different perspectives, different walks of life. I mean, I love like when I get to work with people who are different ages and um, different cultures and backgrounds. Why, why, why did you look at me when you said <laughs> I, I did. different ages? I mean, because, so- I mean, we are... We, we're, we're different yeah, ages. Yeah, I feel we some are. kind of way about it. Different no. ages. Just kind of looked at me. She, she's saying that we've got some diversity in this we, room. We do. We do. We She wasn't looking at you per se. She was looking at the gray. Uh, <laughs> well, thank, thank you. She said, speaking of diversity. Never, right. Right. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's. I, I think it's it's so important. Honestly, I think if we just, I I feel like we spend so much time like fighting that and going against it but it's such it's a beautiful thing yes and but again we have to just take the time to talk to each other like let's want to get to know each other let's have these tough conversations even if it's something you don't understand that someone of a different culture or age or something just ask i mean there's a respectful way to ask and talk to people Mm -hmm. but it's just i mean the world is changing yes and we do we have to we have to change with it. Absolutely. We have to change with it. So, so, so I'm going to ask you this question because uh, I think the decision that you made seems to be kind of like a kind of a 
millennial oh, type of just like I'm just hey I'm out right so how how do we deal with the the millennial em- employee how do we attract them how do we keep them engaged so that they don't one day wake up and just say hey I'm I'm out I mean so and that's 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 a very sensitive area for me the the millennials yes I am a millennial <laughs> But I feel like millennials kind of get a, a bad rep because mm. um, it's like, right, we're just known to just, oh, they don't stick with anything or they do <laughs> right, this and they right. do that. But honestly, millennials, I just think we just we just want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. We want to make an impact. Mm-hmm. So, and we want to do things more efficient. Oh, so, guys, we didn't want to. We didn't want to make a difference. We didn't want to make a difference. We just stay in the box. Here, that's pretty that's, much that's, no, but that's I a mean, nice box we're in here. So I mean, we're just open, and Britt, you could definitely chime in on this one. Like, I mean, I, I just feel like we just we know of different ways to do things, and we just want to try them out. Like, and we're we're okay right. with with pushing the envelope. We're okay with trying it, mm. and I think that. It's because the generations before us, you know, you all made a lot of headway. You all, you know, did some amazing things that afforded us this opportunity, the confidence that we have. So we like go I, for I it. I feel like I, we're the forefathers. <laughs> <laughs> the generations before, right, you right. know, back in 1870. Right. Okay. So stay, stay well, with this. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brent. Well, no, I was just going to agree with my, uh, my uh, millennial compatriot there. Yes. That, <laughs> that, you know, we've just been exposed, growing up in a culture where we were exposed mm-hmm. um, to so many different things. There were so many different things that were readily at our disposal um, that we were encouraged to try so many different things. And I think going forward, that may even help um, in the workplace uh, because one of the problems that we often see, sometimes people outlast their qualifications. Mm-hmm. You know, as various industries change over, yes. I think it, it would be a good thing to see folks who are not content in staying in the same place, uh, but who maybe look to open their own industry. Mm-hmm. That way you can get more people in with new, refresher ideas yes. who may be more inclined to, you know, speak the latest, you know, technological jargon and apply the latest um, financial management tools and resources. That they that they have been taught, you know, more recently. So that may not necessarily be such a bad thing to see a millennial who says, "Hey, look, I only want to be here six years max." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So, so Gary, we want to hear more from the millennial point of view. You work with a lot of uh, different entrepreneurs, and they may be in a different generation. Kind of talk to us about that as it relates to what we're talking about. And now a quick break from our sponsor. Oh yeah, and also as a millennial, um, same thing said, for the millennials, we have more options and opportunity, huh. and more entrepreneurial, you know, because it's Uber for everything. We can babysit for money, we can do Uber for money, mm-hmm. I mean, through the apps, you know, um, side work, you know, the, the websites online, just sit at the house and just do a bunch of tech work without leaving the house or anything like that. And what I see from the business side, working with a lot of different businesses, is the older generation, they don't quite get that because they, you, you get a job, you stick with it, you know? Yes. You, or you do something safe, like it'll be a plumber. It's always yes. safe to have a nice trade as a backup or work for this company and the benefits and the, they're stuck in that. But with the younger generation as myself, or the, 
um, we have more opportunity to do side hustles. So we'll see what's wrong with the company, and we can start start another company that just uh, is about what's wrong with the company that we're at. Like, oh, they're missing this part. Well, we can just fill that gap with our own little small company, be web based, and so we don't need to have any loyalty company loyalty. And we know that that's not on the other side. Like she's saying, with culture, mm-hmm. we can see oh, the turnover rate. People don't like it, and we can actually do something about it. We don't necessarily stick with it. And so when I work with different businesses, I mean, actually, I just just had a case last week with a clothing stump store. Old guy, but he um, was like, well, you don't need to take a lunch break now. You know, this, this, you know, why don't you just work for me? Hustle. Like, old, I'm paying for your time. It's an old guy with a, like, 35. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like 60. Super. Uh, 60. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 60. Right, right. Old guy. Yeah. He was like. That I own your time. What are you talking about? Like, oh, just talking like that. And so, young lender guy was like, all right, I'm just going to leave. Bounce. Just, just left. Just off with the principal, you know. It's like, it's good money, but you don't talk to me like that. Forget that. I don't, I don't care. Exactly. So now he's 60-year-old cleaning up his own shop. He can't keep anybody. He can't keep a, mm. what, what do you call him? Um, like, just like a shop boy or something. This yeah. One, like, he's 28. What are you talking about? shop boy and <laughs> <laughs> but just stuff like that gone so he's just running through people trying to get young people but mm-hmm. it's not about like she said, it's not about the money you know you just right you say something they don't like yeah out. yeah yeah and and honestly i feel like i know everyone keeps talking about millennials but you all need to be talking about gen z okay because <laughs> yes they're not just coming up they're here mm-hmm. they're the ones who just who are just coming out of college they're getting jobs millennials we're old news you know, we're established in our careers. Like we're we're here. It's old news. So mm-hmm. all I'm just I'm just letting you all know now, Gen Z, those are the ones that we need to be, you know, talking about and kind of learning how to work with them because they're they're very different from millennials. So mm-hmm. you got the millennials, you got the Gen Z. I'm telling you, you're a business owner, you're listening, you need Tiffany Dean's <laughs> services. <laughs> That's the big takeaway from this. You need someone to help you navigate this. It's a totally different dynamic. And like Gary's saying, the days of just do it because I'm the boss or I'll fire you, those days are over. You you have to have the right culture in place. Let's shift gears a little bit because I think role models are important. And most people that reach a certain success level is because of the role models they have. Who are some of yours that have inspired you to this point? Um... Well, I have a couple. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have three. Yes, yeah. I have. That's right. Joking. But so I, I have a mentor and she, like 10 years ago, she believed, she believed in me. So she works mm-hmm. in HR. She believed in me. And she, she got me in um, back in the federal government. And she's the reason why I was able to learn and to grow like I did in the government so quickly. Um, without her, I I would not be where I am now and where I was in the government. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, I, just the way I had to learn and it was kind of just like, I got thrown in there, here you go. But that was like, that was a great way for me to learn. And then to see her and how she has become so successful in her career, she's at SES. I mean, mm. just an excellent, excellent role model and um, so I have her for my my government side and my HR side, and then also another role model for me is actually my father. Hmm. Um, so he's a role model, and he's actually kind of like a like the catalyst hmm. of why I left my job too. Hmm. Um, so uh, 
I'll say first he was a catalyst because um, my dad got sick a couple years ago and um, it was a really big change to our family and we didn't know what was going on, what was happening. And so with this job that I had, I wasn't able to, I didn't have the flexibility that I needed um, to be there. Um, and that, that bothered me. Mm-hmm. It, it actually, mm-hmm. it, it, it broke my heart because yeah. I, it, it broke my heart because I, I, I wanted to be there for my dad. And, you know, I, I, the people I worked with, they kind of, they knew the situation a little bit, but I didn't have that, that empathy. Mm-hmm. And so, and I thought to myself, I said, okay. Would I regret this decision? I said, God forbid, if something like, if I got sick, if something happened to me in a year, like, would I regret not leaving my job when I was able to do it? Hmm. And I said, I would. So I left. Hmm. Um, you know, I said, among other reasons, but he was a big, he was a big reason. Um, and he's my my role model, my, my inspiration, because he... Um, He's been an entrepreneur, I guess in a sense. Yeah, not in a sense. He's an entrepreneur. Right. Um, he's uh he's a he's a pastor, but he's also done, he has his own, he has a couple of businesses that he's always, you know, always had and kind of run. And like I said, it was just interesting because I just didn't think about it until today that he is an entrepreneur and I have seen that all of my life, and I've seen the hustle and I've seen the grind. But again, like I said, it wasn't something that I thought I wanted to do, but it was really in me the whole time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so definitely those two. Mm-hmm. And it, Ted. Yeah, Ted. <laughs> and Ted. That's right. <laughs> it's in the mail. Well, Ted is, Ted is all our inspiration. We yes. all look at, look at be like him. Yes. Uh, you mentioned your father. Your father, for the listeners that may not know by now, is Dr. Lennon and Smith. Mm-hmm. And the rumor is that he's the pastor of the greatest church in the world. That's I just a—that's just my very biased opinion. I agree. The Mount Zion I think I've Baptist heard that Church. Rumor too. Yes, yes, but no, I, I think it's definitely good to have role models and mentors, yes. Yes. and there are people that are doing what the thing that you want to do, and it's a matter of just seeking them out and following their example. Yes. You know, it kind of goes back to again, you know, the saying of you know, do you do you want your own business or do you want to make a lot of money? Mm. Right, you know, because you know you were you were doing well as far as compensation already. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you said, I'm ready to kind of let that go in order to you know go with my passion. Yes. Right. And I, that just my you know hat goes off to to a person that 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 can do that because uh, and I did the same thing. I used to work in the federal government as well, and then I stepped out and but I stepped from the federal government to a consulting project immediately in support gotcha. of the same agency. Yes. So I, I really feel like kind of weak, like kind of wimpy no. like compared to what you did. You're like, oh, yep, I'm out. And well, where are you going? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm right, going I'm going home. home. That's what yeah, I said. I'm going home. home. I know, but again, like I said, everyone, you have to do what works for you. Mm-hmm. That worked for you. Yeah. And for me, this worked for me. But again, this was a three-year thing. I mean, I should have did it before, but it took me this long to finally... Mm-hmm. Get the courage and just and just do it. So what happens if so so you're not recommending that a bunch of people just do this tomorrow? No, okay. <laughs> please please no no I am not recommending this. Um, again I'm just I can't speak to what your heart 
insane and I can't speak to what your current situation is, um, whether it's job, your home life. For me, um, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I have a husband and he works. So um, while we had to make some adjustments, we made sure that we, before I made this decision, we sat down and we looked at our budget and we crunched the numbers and we said, okay, what can we take away? What can we kind of move here? And once we had that, then that's when I pushed the button. Mm. So, no, I do not recommend. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. So is there like one key takeaway from your story that you really want the listeners to walk away with as far as your experience? Hmm. One key takeaway. I guess if I had to bundle it all up, I think you just have to, whatever it is you're going to do, whether it's working your job, whether it's leaving your job, whether it's starting your own business, you have to just do it fearlessly. Mm. And fearlessly wow. doesn't mean you're not scared mm. because, I mean, I'm, look, I was so nervous even just sitting down talking with you all. I was so <laughs> nervous and I'm just, every day when I try something new, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm. I don't know what I'm doing, but mm. I'm, I'm. I'm doing it. Mm. Um, and I think you just have to be, you have to just be fearless. You have to just go for it. And it's scary and you'll be shaken sometimes. You may mm. not know what to say. You may not, like, there's so many things I have to learn about being a business owner. Um, like, I'm very confident with HR. I've been doing it for, I'm going on 16 years. Very confident HR. Um, but right, there are a lot of things about owning a business. I mean, it's different from working for the government, completely mm. different. Um, but I'm ready for the challenge, but you just have to just do it because life is short and things can, anything can happen in any moment. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be able to say each night that I gave it all that I had, mm -hmm. all that I had. Mm -hmm. So that's great. And if I can do that, yeah. then. That's interesting that you said. Uh, you know, you 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 know HR, but you don't know, but you're learning how to to run a business. And I think about it the same way. When I started my company, I was in IT, kind of hands-on technical mm -hmm. person. And it's like, and I hear people all the time that say, "Hey, you know, I have a I'm an IT person. I want to start a company." Mm -hmm. Well, you know how to be an IT person, but you don't know how to be a, a business owner, mm -hmm. right? Because you know, once I started the company, I didn't really do a whole lot of the IT stuff, right? I'm doing marketing, you trying to make sure finance is happening and make sure the mm -hmm. customers are sat, you know, satisfied. I mean, you're not really doing the the IT stuff. You're not, you know, the HR early on, you'll be doing all of that, right? right? But right. at a certain point, you know, you'll be moving up and there'll be other people kind of dealing with the, the, the HR stuff. You'll be doing more of the overall, right? direction and vision of your of your company so yeah it's, it's you're employee number one mm -hmm. right so you're yeah. setting the tone for you know employee yes. number two three four four hundred yes right okay excellent i think this is a great time for us to go around the horn and this is where we for 30 seconds we kind of talk about what's on our heart what we want the listeners to, to really take away from our show. We certainly thank our guest, Tiffany, who's already given yes. her takeaway. 
and we were all inspired by her message. We'll we'll shift to Gary. What what's your piece for around the horn? Uh, I would say fail fast because one mentor mm -hmm. of mine, his mentor said, "Oh, the reason you're not as successful as you want to be is because you need to increase your failure rate. You're not mm -hmm. failing fast enough. Mm -hmm. Fail fast. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. to get the answer. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is back to mentors. One of mine." He said, wealth is discretionary time. It's not how much money you have. Because there's people, you know, working. They make a lot of money, but they're working, you know, all these crazy hours and kind of, like you right. said, super stressed out. So if you count it in discretionary time, you'll be happy. How long can you do what you want to do, basically? And mm -hmm. so that was a big shift for me because then I'm like, oh, I work from home. I do whatever I want. You know, just chill. I had discretionary time. And he was saying, yeah, this old, really, really old, 70-year-old rich person, oh, they'll give you all the money switch ages you know if they can switch ages you can have a hundred million dollars right. let me just get let me just be 30 and you'll be 70. no problem <laughs> Very good. so just, just think mm -hmm. about discretionary time your ability to kind of control your own time and space and do what you want to do um, versus just money chase and because you'll chase and chase and chase and then you realize oh i got the money but i can't do anything with it because i'm 85 or something like that but that's my take well that's excellent ted you know, just the story, I have to say that, that Tiffany's story is very, uh, very inspiring, motivational for yes. me. Yes. Right. Just because I kind of go back to, you know, when I was first starting and sometimes once you get into this, you, you get so busy in the day to day, but it's always refreshing when you see someone that's just starting the business and that excitement and passion, because I think that helps to you know, you, you may say sometimes you're looking for a mentor. Sometimes you're you're serving almost as a mentor yourself, right? Because someone gets to, to to see in you that energy that makes a person like myself go back and be like, wait a second, you know, maybe I can keep going. You know, that's that maybe that was that that it, that kind of that injection of energy that I needed. So I, I thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Britton had to step out, so he's not going to be doing the. Uh, around the horn segment so I will go ahead and give my take on around the horn and it really has to do with you can't mistake prudence as procrastination right so my topic I talk about procrastination but there is a time to be prudent and Tiffany was talking earlier about making sure that you're making a wise decision for yourself and that you're planning and that you budget and so so you can't confuse those two there is a time there is a season to be prudent now having said that once you hear that voice from within once you know that you know and once your trusted advisors are confirming that voice you're hearing it's time to move and, and when you don't move on what you're hearing that's procrastination and that's when you'll be calling someone like me <laughs> and I can help you overcome your procrastination. But please remember, don't confuse prudence with procrastination. Uh, we're definitely thankful once again for Tiffany Deans. You, you, awesome. you need her services, let me tell you. So Tiffany, you, you have to promise us that you'll come back and, and tell us how the journey is going, you know, with your, with your business. And just, you know, we're, we're very interested in you know, just watching you grow and just amazing things that I've been in store. Thank you. I will definitely, I will definitely be back. And I 
and um, I'm sure I'll have some interesting stories to share as I kind of fumble my way through this, but it's gonna be good. How can they find you? Um, well, I am on social media. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Harco Solutions. And all that will be in the show notes. So. <laughs> yep. Yes, absolutely. And again, please reach out to her. You need her services in a big way with all the complexities of running a business in today's market. Again, thank you to Tiffany Beans of Harco Solutions. This concludes the 30-minute hour. Have a great evening.